Hey, Carlos. So good to see you. Hey, how are you, Christine? I'm good. Thanks. So thankful that you're joining us for Wisdom Wednesday. It's going to be an awesome conversation. First, can I just start by thanking you for your message this past Sunday? It was absolutely incredible. We got so um, much feedback. There was so much interaction on the chat and um, just, I received texts from people and um, there was a gentleman, um, one gentleman in particular that um, just at the very beginning just cried out and said, hey, I'm just suffering so much. Can can somebody help me? And wow. then, um, yeah, so we had our care pastor um, reach out to him and we sent him some resources. But by the end of the message, it was so cool to see his response. He said, this message was exactly what I needed. And um, I just feel like I can do this. So um, your shirt, yes. you know, like hope, right? And so that's right. That's right. You're a hope dealer, and uh, we're just so thankful. Well, I, I'll, I'll, I had a blast, um, and I'm not gonna lie. I snuck onto the chat, and under a pseudonym, under like a fake name, Funny. and and I, I went in there, and I was like, oh, I want to see what these people are. What these people are saying and it was just so encouraging to see you know I mean as a communicator that's not something I normally get to do right like I don't right. normally get to um I'll get some amens while I'm preaching from the crowd and stuff but I don't ever get to see the conversation so that was really cool so uh this was my very first kind of you know online sermon so thank you guys for uh-huh. letting me do it yeah thanks for doing it when we were thinking about oh gosh well you're not, with quarantine you're not going to be able to yeah then we just thought, okay, how do we pivot here and how do we make this happen? Because we're so excited about this series. And I'll tell you, um, just from a personal um, uh, standpoint, you have completely blessed my life in the past couple of years. Um, I remember meeting you at um, the next gathering in Atlanta, um, Orange, and you planted a seed, you know, about Kill the Spider. I don't even think the book, I don't know if you were just, if it was just released or it was just about Uh to least and there was just a, a seed planted about okay kill the spider yeah I think I've done that I've killed my spiders right 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 and then got your book um went on sabbatical about a year and a half ago for a month reread your book or actually I think I actually finished the book and really worked through it um I'm trying yeah, to stop yeah. reading books and work through books yes there um, you go and man and then I listened to you on the Mike Foster fun therapy podcast <clears throat> And you were having an aha moment on his podcast and I'm driving to Atlanta again to the next gathering um, with Orange and I'm in the car on the highway bawling my eyes out because I had an incredible aha moment and um, the Holy Spirit just revealed a spider in my life that I thought dealt with that, Um, you know. Sure. It was good. So from a personal standpoint, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your transparency, for your vulnerability. Um, I know that's not easy, but it's what the church needs. The yeah. church needs to see that it is, you do not have to have it all together, right? Like that we're all yep. on a journey. Um, and when we speak and, and tell the story of our brokenness and what God has done in our lives, it gives people hope. And so yeah. was, yeah. I don't know if you saw that today in the chat, but I, a lot of people were commenting um, about that. Just like, wow, thank you for being real. Yeah. You know, I, I feel, you know, it's, that, that's what people are so desperate for. Gosh, people are just, uh, and I, I try to tell, you know, if I ever speak at a leadership conference for pastors and things, I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, all your people want is to know that you're authentic and that you're just like they are. And so leading doesn't look like you need to be at the, in front of them. Leading is just them knowing that you're walking through it as they're walking through it and you're going to keep going. Right. And so 
that, that's all I'm doing. I'm just trying to, trying to, you know, slink some hope, let people know that this isn't the last time I'm going to go through the thick of it. Uh, and when I go through it the next time, watch, I'm going to keep going one foot at a time. So I appreciate that. Yeah, we need to lock arms, right? I remember being yeah. a, a baby Christian and looking at some Christians that appeared to have it all together, just like, right. and I remember thinking, because I grew up like so dysfunctional, no church, Jesus was a curse word, like it was yeah. just lots of abuse and lots of cobwebs, right? Living yeah, among yeah, yeah, yeah. a ton of cobwebs. Um, I was kind of just born into that. And so then I'm in my early 20s and I am looking at these Christians and I'm thinking, they're perfect. They have it all mm. together. And so, and there was a point, honestly, where I just thought, I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to give right. up because I can never, I will never be able to measure up to that. Yeah. And then just hearing like our lead pastor just talk from his own, you know, heart and say, hey, me too. I was like, yeah. hold on a second. <clears throat> you too? You're a pastor, right? right? Like, <laughs> um, and it was just life-changing for me. And so, yeah. yeah. So thank you. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Can't, you are so welcome. Really yeah, looking forward so to this conversation. Um, hey, by the way, if you are watching and you did not see last week's message, um, please, 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 at the end of this Wisdom Wednesday, um, get go to our website, go to um, our Facebook page and watch Carlos's message because it is going to set up the whole rest of the series for the month of May. Um, you don't want to miss it. So, so good. All right, let's start with some fun, Carlos. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. I'm ready. So how long have you been in quarantine now with your family? Oh my gosh. I, I think the number is, is once we got past 40 days, it was like, I think we stopped counting. You know, yeah. we're, we just know that whatever, it, I'll tell you what, what day we're on. We're on the day where every other conversation we have, it, we're trying for it not to blow up into an argument. It's like, we just need more human beings in our yeah. lives. But but I, I definitely think it's, you know, we're, we're probably six or seven weeks into this thing. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's been crazy because we actually started quarantining like a week before the world started to quarantine just because I just was like, I, I don't want to get sick. Last thing I want to do is, you know, let, let's just hunker down at home, see what happens. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've been, we've been at it for a long time. It's yeah. crazy. Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah. You do know, it. so I've got, um, I've got my now it's crazy. I can You're the first person to ask me this since my daughter turned 18. So I now have an 18 year old daughter. So old. Um, I am old. Will somebody please give me my subscription to AARP magazine because I'm ready for my discounts. Um, but yeah, so she's 18 and, um, you know, but she's, I mean, it's of all the, I'm glad she turned 18 first out of my other two kids because she's just a daddy's girl. And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, it, it hasn't been like as heart wrenching as I think, I think my other daughter, my 16 year old, like the day she turns 18, she's like, I'm moving to New York. I, and she already has like $10,000 saved in her bank account. Like she's going to do it. Right. Like she's like, she's, she's that one. And so, uh, she'll be out of here. Uh, the second she turns 18, I love her. So I got Sohaila, my 18 year old, Sianna, my 16 year old, and then Losiah, my 14 year old. Um, and yeah, it's honestly, it's just, uh, it's, it's a fun season of parenting for us. We love this season that we're in right now. Uh, my wife and I have been married for 20 years. Um, in, thanks. It'll be 20 years this month. Um, yeah. And so, um, uh, yeah, we got married in East LA. We're both from Los Angeles and uh, we're, we're an LA family that ended up going to Atlanta for a few years and then landed in Nashville, Tennessee. We love Nashville. We go to a church called The Belonging Company here in Nashville. It's completely changed our lives. Uh, we love everything about it. And um, yeah, we're just, we're in a really sweet season. 
That's great. I love Nashville. Love it so oh, much. It's, it's, it's a cool town to be in right now, for sure. Is Frothy Monkey open? Are they able Frothy to? Frothy Monkey. Oh, Frothy Monkey's open. Creme is oh. open there. You know, it's all, it's all curbside. And, and I love it because, you know, I don't know how many people have done this in quarantine yet, but a lot of these places, like, you order on your phone and then they text you back what stall number to park in. And then you park into that stall number and you text them that you're there and they bring it out. And I'm like, actually, can you guys continue this once quarantine's <laughs> over? Because, because I went to Best Buy the other day. I, I ordered something online and then I, I could pick it up. And sure enough, like I just drove right up and they, they, I showed them my ID and they brought out my thing. And I was like, this is awesome. I love all of this. Can we keep this stuff going? So. Yeah. And I think that a lot of it, um, I yeah, I think a lot of it will We'll stay. I own yeah. a cafe, my husband and I, our family for the last 25 years. And there's a lot of things yeah. that we're doing completely different now. And there's sure. so many things we're going, hey, you know, some of these things are things we've been wanting to change for a really long time. Sure. And yeah. now we have to, and it's pretty awesome. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, yeah, yeah. but, but sure. it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Yes. Yep. And how are your mom and dad doing? Because I remember yeah, yeah. your so mom and dad and my mom, my mom, um, before even quarantine happened was, was sick. And I just knew in my gut the way she was sick. Her fever was 103 for like five days in a row. Uh, they're in LA. So I'm, I'm far away from them. And I said, mom, I think you've got Corona. And so she, you know, long story short, she couldn't get tested. She couldn't get into the ER. This was when things were really crazy at the beginning, right? So, um, and then finally, she ended up getting a test, testing positive. Uh, but she actually tested positive after her, all of her symptoms left. So thank God she, um, she you know, 68 years old and she, um, she got, you know, 10 days worth of 103 degree temperature, full chest pains, the whole thing, but the Lord healed her. My dad, who's 78, he's her, uh, she's his primary caregiver. Um, you know, I was, I was more honestly, more worried about him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she, she tried her best to not be near him, but he just can't stay away from my mom, you know? So he's oh. always, he's like, he's, she's like every night he just have his hand on my back, you know, and, uh, and he never got sick. So, wow. um, you know, we're, we're praising God for that, but they're, they're good. They're good now. Good, good. Yeah, your mom's yeah. a tough cookie. <laughs> she is. She oh. is. And now she has shingles. She just called me like two nights ago and she's like, oh. well, I don't have Corona anymore, but I'm in pain because I have shingles. And I'm like, okay, your immune system's low. We got to, we, you know, yeah. we got to get this stuff out. So yeah. uh, now we're, we're getting her through that. Good. All right. Well, we'll be praying for your mom. What's her name again? Please do. Carmen. Oh, love that. Yeah. All right. Carmen. We'll be praying for Carmen. No, yes, please do. I can't do it. I can't do <laughs> you got it. it. That was perfect. I tried. I tried. <laughs> All right. So favorite thing to eat on quarantine? I think I know the answer to this, but. Oh, 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 do you really? Uh, probably. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll say like, like my all day, all day long snack is popcorn. <laughs> We've got, the, the, we had a Zoom call last week, you and I, and uh, I was snacking on popcorn and we actually have like, it's, I'm not talking about microwavable popcorn here. We've got like a, a full popcorn machine on a shelf. Uh, in our kitchen and we're popping stuff in there all day long and so I'm always snacking on the popcorn that's pro coconut probably oil, my favorite thing to eat. coconut oil and nutritional coconut yeast. oil and and nutritional yeast you put some nutritional yeast on there it tastes like cheese yeah man. but it's not it's yeast I'm not quite I don't even know what yeast is but I'm eating it like it's going out of style so, so good for you <laughs> yeah awesome all right favorite thing to watch on quarantine. Ooh, favorite thing to watch on quarantine honestly so um there's a, there's a special on ESPN called The Last Dance, yes. which is 
which is the the my like my high school years. So it was like the the Bulls from the late nineties um, when Jordan won like his you know six rings in a row. Okay. Um, I mean that was like my my childhood. So I'm so excited. It's fun to watch with my kids because mm -hmm. you know they. They think Michael Jordan, they think Jordans are just a kind of shoe. They don't understand that, like, he's the greatest basketball player of all time. That's so um, that's what we've been, you know, so we're recording this on a Sunday. Um, I don't know if people are supposed to know that or not, but um, I'm going to watch it tonight. Like, it's going to be on tonight. I'm going to be, like, on it. And there's two episodes that are coming out tonight. So that's been my absolute favorite thing to watch. My husband and my son, too. So I have a 30-year-old, a 22-year-old, and a 21-year-old. The 21-year-old okay. is here. Um, and yeah. That's their, their thing. I actually, I didn't grow up um, liking sports at all. And when I met yeah. my husband, he was a Michael Jordan, like he was fan. And so he made me watch basketball. Like that's sometimes oh. what we would do for dates. We would like yeah. on the phone because we lived far away from each other and we'd watch the game. Yeah. And I fell in love with basketball and fell oh, in love that's with so cool. So, yeah. Really, really cool. Um, yeah. That's so, amazing. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's my favorite. That's, that's, that's what I've, I, and then, you know, I've been watching like all the teeny bopper shows with my daughters. There's, there's one called Outer Banks that they just got me into and All American. And these are all like little teeny bopper shows, but I'm, I'm yeah. all in. I'm, I'm yeah. like secretly, yeah. all, well, it's not secretly anymore. I'm, I'm no, all in. secrets out. We just yeah, secrets out. Outer Banks. That was good. Oh, did you? Yeah. Pretty decent. It was good. Oh, don't ruin it for me. I'm like halfway through, but all right. you know, my, my daughters are in love with all the guys on it. So like I have to, you know, <laughs> That's keep, funny. It, keep it calm. <laughs> yeah. All right. And your favorite thing to do? Favorite thing to do, I, honestly, my favorite thing to do, which I haven't gotten to do during quarantine, is fly fish. I love uh -huh. to fly fish. People, you know, people look at me. I'm like a city guy, right? Like I've got, you know, bald headed Mexican with tattoos. And um, but man, I moved to Nashville. I moved to Tennessee, and I turned into a. I call myself a red Mexican. Like I just love <laughs> to be outside. I love to hunt. I love to fish. Uh, but fly fishing for trout is like my favorite thing. It's probably uh -huh. my most relaxing. Um, and honestly, it's where I hear God the loudest uh, is when I'm just waist deep in a river and there's, there's nothing around me, no sounds. And I'm just watching my fly float down me and I watch, it's just, there's something magical about it. So, uh, trout fishing, fly fishing is my favorite thing in the world to do. So listen, uh, it, if I'm ever up in your part of the country, if anyone's watching this and wants to take me fly fishing, you let me know. All right, we've got some people that are watching right now. Yeah, I'm sure, sure you do. We'll I'm sure do you do. My husband would take you bass fishing. Um, oh, I'll bass fish too. All right, yeah. well, we'll do that then for sure. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so awesome. Good. All right, so let's dig in a little bit and talk about Kill yeah. the So here's my book, and you can see like lots of work. There it is. I love it. Um, love it so much. This came out in 2017. Is that correct? 2017. Yep. So tell me a little bit about what has happened in the last few years in your life, because you've got a new book coming out, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so you- Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know, since Kill the Spider came out, um, you know, what's funny is when Kill the Spider came out, I don't think that uh, my publisher expected it to do what it did. You know, I, I don't think that um, that they knew. I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know that it would do what it's done. I've seen it change literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people's lives um and because of that i think i i kept going on a journey after after the book came out it's like oh i know how to i know how to kill my spider i'm gonna teach people how to kill their spider um but just because you know how to do something doesn't mean that you do it right just because yeah. you you know how to do it and um and so you know i i found myself in pretty soon right after kill the spider came out so probably 2018 i saw 
um, my anxiety and the, the things that, okay, now, now remember, like when we're talking about spiders and cobwebs, I don't ever call anxiety a, a spider or a cobweb because it's not. So, so anxiety is a manifestation of, um, of something else that's happening, right? And so it's not like someone like is anxious on purpose. So it's not like you're sin, right? And so, um, so for me, I was really trying to get a, get a clamp on my anxiety and all the fear. And I had a lot of health anxiety. Um, so I was trying to formulate my spider, my cobweb and try to kind of seek it out and wasn't getting where I wanted to get to. And, uh, 2018, I finally, um, dug in deep and I would say took the next step after, um, I killed my spider, what was really essential for me to find even more freedom. Um, and, and I, I met this man named John here in Nashville, Tennessee, and on um, Kill the Spider talks about my journey at Onsite, which was a seven-day experiential therapy place that I went to. My next book, Enter Wild, talks about my journey with John in his library uh, and my inner healing that took place. And really, the, the absolute finishing and snapping of my crippling anxiety uh, that I had. That's one of the story arcs within the book. Um, and so, you know, I, I've spent the last few years kind of taking that next step. Um, and, and defeating some darker things in my life that, that maybe I didn't even know were there um, yeah. and finding, finding freedom that I didn't even know I needed. Uh, whereas I think with, you know, with Kill the Spider, people know what they need freedom from, right? Like with that book, it's like, oh, I know my cobwebs, how do I get free? Right. This, this next season, I was kind of like, well, God, what else do I need freedom from? And boy, when I asked that question, he sure told me and showed me and uprooted some things that um, that, that I really needed healing for. And so I've been on that journey and then I ended up writing a book um, that's coming out um, this summer called Enter Wild. Um, and uh, it, it's subtitle I think is, it's not out yet. So exchange a mild and mundane faith for life with an uncontainable God. Wow. And again, it, it really ends, or it begins where Kill the Spider ended. So, you know, how I talked at the end of my message this uh, last week for you guys how God didn't say, uh, Jesus didn't say, I've come that you may have life and have it to the half. Um, mm -hmm. He actually says, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. So I'm talking about this Sunday in my message. This Sunday, you got to come back to hear Christine's message because it's, it's really, I think, going to set you guys up um, to start entering wild and to start stepping into some of these places yeah. where, where God's ready for you to have, have more than you experience. You know, the whole stars picture that I... Uh, that I that I showed at the end of the message like that's it like like I think that that I may have gotten from 30,000 stars to 300,000 stars when I killed my spider but now I'm at 3 million stars now that I've entered wild uh, and so yeah so that's what the next book's about that's kind of what I've been uh, busy you know creating I think anything I create is always going to lead people towards freedom uh, yeah. every book I write from here on out that's always going to be the end result that's kind of my shtick is helping people find freedom so it's been it's been fun and I'm really excited about this next season of starting to teach about that. Yeah, I want to unpack your book a little bit, but before we do that, I want to go back to something that you said, and I've heard you talk about before regarding fear and anxiety. I mean, obviously, fear and anxiety is something that seems to be before the even before COVID nineteen was growing, yeah. right? Um, but I think that this is definitely heightened, and I think um, oh, yeah. something that has just been on my heart lately are um, you know people that do struggle with mental illness in this season and. Um, as Christians, uh, followers of Jesus, I think it's so important that we are careful with what we say, right? And I know oh. that you have been wounded 
right? By uh, oh yeah, you know, when you were having oh, panic yeah. attacks or you know struggling with anxiety, talk a little bit about maybe some of the things that people said that were not helpful and that actually yeah. hurt, and then talk about um, you know the opposite. Yeah. Wow. So you know when I was really struggling with my massive panic and anxiety. So this was about maybe a little more than a decade ago. So maybe like 11 or 12 years ago. Um, and I was full-time, I was a full-time worship pastor at a church and nobody, no, I mean, I don't think I knew of one Christian on the planet that had ever had a pan panic attack. So when I had my first one, I'm like, well, who in the world am I supposed to you know, talk to about this? Yep. And, you know, just a lot of honest to God, well-meaning Christians, yeah. well-meaning Christians would say things to me like, you know, Oh, you know, if you could, Carlos, just have you just say, I need to have more faith. Like if you just have more faith and I was like, okay. So then I'd go back and I'd like try to have more faith and I'd still wake up every single day with the world spinning and my heart palpitating and panic attacks happening. And then, well, you just need to pray harder. Uh, okay. Like what? So then I'd pray harder and all of these things that, that again, I think well-meaning Christians would tell me, um, honestly had a, had the opposite effect of what they wanted, um, to happen. And so it, it, it pulled me back into a shell of myself where I just existed alone. Um, and that's the last place any, anyone with mental illness needs to be is alone. So like, like that, uh, those were pretty devastating conversations I had back in those days. You know, some people would say things like, oh, well, you know, it took you five weeks to, to get into this. It'll probably take you five weeks to get out. You know, like people would give me timetables like this. And wow. um, now, you know, I mean, obviously more and more people are talking about this and I'm so grateful. Um, the, the opposite effect is true when people are now like, instead of trying to fix me or instead of trying to fix somebody that has uh, any mental illness or mental health struggles, just be there. Like, just show up. Just say, you know what? Shrug your shoulders and say, I, I actually, I, I don't know if I've got any words for you at all, but what I need you to know is that I'm here. Yes. And oh my gosh, if you can just be there, that is, I, I want to say that that's like 80% of what you need to do is just be there. But most people try to find, you know, we're fixers, right? We want to roll up our sleeves and strive and fix things when yeah. it's like, no, listen, let Jesus do the fixing and you just do the being right. And, and um, I think at the end of the day, that's what, what, what most people need to do when they're with people that are struggling with anxiety and depression or whatever mental health issues they may have um, is don't try to fix them. Uh, just be there with them. And if they know you're there, they know you're with them. Um, their healing is going to be a lot easier. So good. We totally underestimate the ministry of presence, right? Oh. When I have been the most broken in my life, it, the things that I remember aren't necessarily the words that people said to me, but just that yeah. they were there. They held yeah. me, you know, they sat with me, they cried with me. Yeah. Um, that's one of the, yeah, I think that is so, so good. Thank you for talking about that. Um, something else that you talked about was... Um, that there were spiders that you talk about this in your next book, that there were spiders that you weren't even aware were there. Right. Yeah. And I refer to them as blind spots. Like we all have blind spots in our life. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, things that, and, and it's funny because the people around us see them. <laughs> right? right. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. Talk about that. Like you want to know what your cobwebs are? Ask the people closest. Ask, to you. ask the people closest to you. They'll tell you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, but that's so good. And so let's like, let's transition then into your new book yeah. it's called Enter Wild, you said, right? Yeah. Enter okay. Wild. And it's coming out June 16th? June 16th. Yep. Right? You, okay. can pre -order, you can pre-order it now though. Okay. So. 
Awesome. Um, but so what it's, it's broken down into three kind of components, right? Yeah. You want to talk about those and maybe we can just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll try to tie it, tie it back in again to killing your spiders since that's kind of where, where we've been sitting. But, um, you know, once, once you have, once you find freedom, um, and, or once you find like, again, 60% freedom, right? Once you're like, well, it doesn't feel as bad as it did at the beginning. So what we end up doing inevitably is, uh, and I just see this constantly with, with believers is like, you're in the depths of despair mm -hmm. and then you get 60% better. And suddenly you think, well, I don't feel near as bad as I did before. Yeah. So maybe if I can just God, and we make deals with God that we don't even know we're making. God, if, if I can just, if I can just hang out here until I get to heaven, then I'll be fine. Right. And so, and so we shortchange ourselves the end of John 10, 10, like, like we, we, we literally cut it off. We cut it off from the scripture and we just wait for heaven again. When, when we don't have to become a Christian to wait for heaven, you can become a Christian and bring heaven. And so that's what the next book is about. The next book is about going from 60 to a hundred uh, what that looks like, how much more work that's going to take. And it is three sections. So the book's called Enter Wild. The sections uh, that, that I lead people through in a discipleship way is the first step you've got to do in order to get to wild is you've got to enter rest. Um, enter rest is of utmost importance. It's the thing that uh, we don't know how to do. You go from enter rest to enter war. Uh, enter war is, is the killing the spider section, right? But it's not really killing the spider. It's more like if killing the spider was boot camp, um, enter war is like Navy SEAL training. So I'm really going to give people the tool in that section uh, to really get to some of the things that are keeping them from 100%, um, from 60 to 100%. So enter war is that section. And then you go from enter war into enter wild. And wild, you know, I'm telling you, um, that's even going to be hard for some people because I know that there's going to be Christians that read this book or pick it up and go, well, wait a second. I don't want to enter wild. Like I'm fine in mild, like, like I'll, I'll stay in mild, keep me away from wild, but I'm sorry to tell you, but the Jesus that you follow, if you open up the gospels, there is absolutely nothing mild about his ministry. There's right. nothing mild about what he told the disciples that they were going to experience. He literally looked at them before he ascended to heaven and says that they will experience miracle signs and wonders that they will lay hands on the sick and that the sick will be healed. Um, it's, it's, there's all kinds of crazy stuff he said was going to happen. And here's what's crazy is like us, we are those disciples. So we have access to everything that Jesus told us about in the gospels. And I'm telling you, when you step into that, when you leave mild, when you leave 60%, step into the fullness and abundance and hundred percent, step into the miracle signs and wonders that God has for you. That's entering wild. And you'll never ever want to go back again once you've experienced what wild looks like so mm -hmm. those are really the three steps you got to enter rest um which entering rest is allowing you to hear from god i spoke a little bit about this in in my message and then from enter rest now that you've heard from god you get to he's going to tell you what it is that you need to go to war against mm -hmm. uh, and then you enter war and then you've got all these tools that i give you guys in the next book enter wild um and then from enter war once you defeat it and once you have used the tools and you freaking put a left hook into the face of the enemy, then you step into, um, into wild and then you get to experience the fullness of what God has for you. And I can't wait for people to read it and step into that abundance that they have waiting for them.
All right. So let's go back and talk a little bit about entering rest because yeah. I do believe it's something like, so I, I told you that I took a sabbatical a year and a half ago Yeah. last January. Um, and it was a one month sabbatical. And I realized just how much life and ministry, what a toll life and ministry had taken on my soul. Didn't see yeah. it because I was so busy. Right. Yeah. And when I had that time to just shut everything down, uh, I yep. just decided I'm, I'm, I'm going on a spiritual pilgrimage. Um, yeah. I want my soul to be at home with God. Like I, yep. just, I want peace in my life. I do not want to minister out of brokenness. I want to be yep. whole. And so like, that was that, like going to war. But what I found was that war started with rest, right? Yes. Being still learning yep. the spiritual disciplines of, um, meditating on scripture of silence and solitude and hearing from God. And, and then yes. I thought to myself, I am so sad that I was not taught this for all of these right. years, that this wasn't right. something. And maybe people tried, you know, maybe like, sure. and I just was so busy that I just, yeah. you know, I, I didn't um, dive in, but I'm so thankful for those spiritual disciplines. Now it has completely transformed my life. And so can yes. you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Oh my gosh. It, it is, it is the missing piece in the, in our, our Western evangelical culture. Yeah. We don't rest. We hustle, we grind. Um, and um, it's, it's keeping so many people from experiencing the fullness of what God, ha God has for them. Um, I mean, j j you know, let's use a sports analogy for a second. I mean, can you imagine like uh, the uh, NBA player, right? Like before he has the big game, right? The war that he's entering into. If he was like running a marathon the day before that, the big game, like he would be exhausted and there would be no fight left in him. So like the rest is so important before you step into the battle. It's like vital. And um, it's, I, I think it's, it's the most important piece for us to connect with God. I, I say it all the time. When you lower the volume of life, the volume of God goes up. Lower the volume of life, the volume of God goes up. You know, a great example is, is um, uh, of, of a people that needed to lower the volume of life for the volume of God to go up or the, the Israelites, right? So you go back to the Old Testament, they're slaves for hundreds of years to the Egyptians. Um, Moses comes in, finally frees them. They're running, they take off. Um, the Egyptian army's hot on their tail and they're, you know, they're going. And then they get up to the edge of the Red Sea and they, 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 they're looking and they're like, uh, Moses, like what, what's about to happen? They look behind them, Egyptian army. They look in front of them, Red Sea. They freak out. And they literally tell Moses, they say, why did you bring us out of Egypt so we could die in the desert? There were plenty of graves for us in Egypt. You should have left us in Egypt. We could have just died there. At least we would have been more comfortable. And Moses, so they're freaking out, right? Like they're freaking out, they're freaking out. And Moses said to them, and I love the translation. It's, he says, stand still and you will see the Lord save you today. He literally says still. And when you look up that word still in the... Um, um, in the original language, it actually says um, stillness as in like um, standing still the way that it's put together as it, as it like almost as in laying down, like, like, like reclining to stand still. So instead of freaking out, they actually had to stand still and stop. And when they stopped, when they stood still, what happened? Well, wild happened, right? Like mm -hmm. they entered wild, the sea split wide open. They Final walked wonder. to the promised land, boom. And they walked to the promised land. How many of us are not standing still? We're running a thousand miles an hour. We're freaking out. God, God, I wish I would have done it. And he's like, hey, shh, 
-hmm. stand still. So when we stand still, that is when the volume of life goes down, the volume of God goes up, miracles, signs and wonders, wild, you leave mild, all of this incredible stuff starts to happen. But the initial thing we all have to do is slow down. My fear is that in this season of quarantine, that we feel like we've slowed down, but I wonder if we're just consuming more content and the noise probably isn't as loud, right? Physically isn't as loud, but social media, if your face is in your phone all the time, and I'm talking to myself, right? Because sometimes I just have to step away because that noise becomes so overwhelming. And there's so much research that actually shows that the more social media you consume, the higher your anxiety is going to be. Is that absolutely that not only the higher your anxiety, but the less you're going to be able to hear from God. When people tell me all the time, Carlos, I, I, you keep talking about hearing from God. Like, I don't know when the last time I heard from God was. And my very first question is, well, can we please look at your screen time on your phone? You know, because it, it is, we wake up in the morning. These things are our alarm clocks now. And so I don't know if people remember that actually we're live in the eighties, but when you actually had just an alarm clock, that was the only thing that you had next to your bed. It would wake you up and you would hit snooze, but that's it. Well, now when the first thing we do is we wake up in the morning, we, we hit snooze maybe for a couple of times, then we swipe up and then we start reading a feed and then we start seeing what people are saying. And before we've even put our feet on the ground, we we've consumed more content in 10 minutes than I think my parents' generation consumed an entire day. So yeah. we wonder we wonder why there's such a ramp up of anxiety and depression and mental health issues. I'll tell you why. It's because we were not created mm-hmm. to consume the amount of content that we're consuming. We just weren't. And the more we can, uh, listen, I'm not saying that to go burn all these things, right? Like right. That's, that's not what I'm saying to do. What right. I'm saying is you be in control of this. Don't let this be in control of you. The, yeah. uh, then you, you'll begin to enter rest in a way you haven't before. That is so good. What's something that you use? I know for myself, I wake up every morning. First thing I do is I have the Abide app on my phone, A-B-I-D-E. Uh-huh. And it is a meditation app. You're meditating on scripture. Um, for me, um, I do that. And then I sit in silence and I just yeah. open hand it, surrender. Yeah. Lord, speak to my heart. Holy Spirit, like show me. That was yeah. my, you know, the other day I was praying um, Psalm 139 verses, I believe 24 and 25. Search me, examine sure. my heart, know me, show me, right? Test yeah. me and then lead me um, yeah. way everlasting. And so um, is there a, something that you use or is there um, a spiritual discipline that, that yeah. you? Yeah, I've got, I've got mine. First of all, um, this is in the kitchen when I go to, when I go to bed. So I, I literally have just an alarm clock. And what, and the only thing that that does is it forces me to not have my, not stay up till two in the morning, just kind of scrolling endlessly and not to scroll the first thing in the morning. Um, So I wake up in the morning and um, I also delete Instagram and Twitter off my phone every single day. And I only install it for two hours a day. It's it's the the amount of time that it's on. Now, speaking of like practical spiritual discipline. I don't want anybody to miss what you just said there. That is really incredible. That's discipline. Yeah, it's discipline. And, and people may follow me and go, there, there's no way that Carlos, who basically looks like you exist on Instagram, um, only has two hours a day. Absolutely. I'm, I'm still recording things during the day. I'm still like, like recording content and stuff, but I upload it all at one time, one shot during the day. And that's when I consume it. And that's it. That's, that's it. And so 
it, it's really been amazing. Uh, but what I do is, as far as connecting with God and hearing from God every morning um, is at, in the back of Kill the Spider, there's a daily prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I pray that out loud every single day. I've done it for seven years now, um, every single day. And, and that is basically consecrating my day to God. So all, all I'm doing is like offering it to God. When I'm done with that, that takes about now, now I almost have the whole thing memorized. It takes about eight or nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have about three minutes of Thanksgiving praise and worship. So I thank God out loud again. I, I put on, you know, my favorite worship song, whatever it is in the moment. Um, right now it's surrounded. Um, and I put it on and I thank God for who he is. Excuse me. I thank God for what he's done. And mm-hmm. I praise God for who he is. And yeah. so I do that for about three minutes. Thank you, God, for this, 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 this. And I praise you, God, because you are this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. That's about three minutes. Okay. And then after that, I ask God, God, wh- where is it that you want me to go in scripture today? Uh, mm-hmm. And I just wait to hear. And then he leads me somewhere in scripture and then begins the wild. Then begins like, no way. Those are the moments where you're like, oh, how in the world did he know? You know? And so it's, uh, that's what I do every single day. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And you know, here's the thing. There's no one size fits all discipleship model, right? There's no, for me, for the longest time, I would hear our pastor talk about his devotional habits and the things that he, and I was like, okay, got to do that. Check, check, check. And and it's just, you're doing something out of duty and and God just wants our heart, right? Like just our heart. So thank you. Gotta find what works for us, right? That's right. Tools and resources. But I think the key is, is resting. It's being quiet. It's you know, being, I love Psalm 46, 10, right? Be still and know that I am God. It's a promise, yep. right? We're still, right. he's going to show us who he is and yeah. speak to us. So good. Thank you. All right. You're so welcome. Wrap up. And um, before we do that, is there anything else you wanted to say? Um, sure. You know, um, I mean, again, you know, the beautiful thing is I'm going to, I'm going to twist your guys' arms and let me come back and teach on wild in a few years. Like, like when that thing's like hum, humming. Um, but from from rest right you hear the volume of god or you hear god speaking to you then you then you enter war and mm-hmm. and that that's again the part of it where it's going to take some work it's not going to be fun uh it's not necessarily going to be easy but but you once you kind of work through that you know a big piece of the warfare that i had to get through for my anxiety and depression to leave um my biggest piece was the shame that i was placing on myself on past versions of myself so like the, the kill the spider, Carlos, the, the guy that destroyed his family, that mm-hmm. version of myself, I used to say things like, I can't stand that version of me. I'm so glad I got rid of him. But the truth is that's still a part of me. And so I had to reconcile myself with that part of me with God and the help of John, my friend, John, who I talk about in my next book. When that reconciliation happened, that's when so much freedom from the anxiety and depression of all those things finally ended up leaving because my heart was synced back together. So, and then from there, you know, the miracle signs and wonders, all that stuff. That's just the icing. I mean, that's the fun stuff that you get to experience on a daily basis. So I'm just, you know, again, I'm just so honored that you guys would allow me to, you know, share with you guys on Sunday, share with you guys today. Um, And uh, I mean, seriously, I'm so available on Instagram. If anyone ever has any questions or anything, just DM me or, you know, send me a question on my comments. I'm, I'm pretty good at answering back. I was just going to ask you, where can everybody find you? Because I know they're going to want to follow you. First of all, so much fun, but and, mm. but and so real, such great stuff and, and very yeah. inspiring. So where can they find you? I know you said Instagram. Uh, yeah. Instagram's my main place that I hang out. Uh, L-O-S-W-H-I-T, Los Wits. Um, so I'm on Instagram. If you want to like have fun, I'm on Twitter. If you want to see me get angry uh, and, and then I'm on Facebook. 
you know, if you want to see me get really angry. So just hang out with me on Instagram. That's like the most fun place to hang out uh, with me. And then if you go to carloswhitaker.com um, or, you know, if you guys actually want to, and I don't know if you're going to tell people about this, if they go to killthespider.com, uh, there's actually like an e-course that I offer for free that okay. people can sign up for. And then, uh, you know, it can kind of walk you through some of the things. So, yeah, that's awesome. I was just going to say that, get that free course, killthespider.com, yeah. get the book at killthespider.com. Yep. Where can we yep. pre-order? Cause I know a lot of people, yeah. are I know I want to know, like, where do I, where do I pre-order yeah. um, new book, Enter Wild? Enterwild.com. Listen, I'm, I'm claiming all the dot-coms. Look at I've got you. Them all, so. It, that's already up and, and available for people to go and pre-order and it's got the book trailer and all the fun things. Awesome. Very good. All right. And then I'm looking forward, so looking forward to this coming Sunday, May 10th. It's Mother's Day. Yes. So, yes. 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 Awesome day. Um, but we are going to be diving into exactly what you we talked about today, John 10, 10, right? That Jesus came yes. to life, abundant life. We are only seeing some of the stars, but Jesus yes. died so that we could see all, all of, of the stars, right? And there's this incredible life of peace and abundance that Jesus died to give us, and we miss yeah. out. We don't even know it. We don't even know we're missing. Yeah. So yeah. let's figure that out. Let's take, I love what you said today um, uh, on Sunday about, you know, taking this journey together, right? And so, yes. um, and then the following weeks, Pastor Scott and then Pastor Brian are going to be talking about, like, how do you do it, right? What does it look mm. like? Really, so once we identify the spider, yeah. what do we do now? How do we, yes. how do we identify the lie? How do we replace the lie? How do we go to war after that lie? How do we, re, you know, replace it with the truth of God's word? Because that's where the yes. power is. And so, man, it's going to be good. Going to be so I can, I'm going to be joining in. So you guys better awesome. be joining in too, because I'm going to be watching. I'm excited because the, the end of your um, your message, you talk about the story, this, the, the camp, um, when you were out camping. Yeah. Right? your family and so it inspired the location of where i'm going to be oh awesome yeah yes, that's so creative, cool. right we're gonna have fun with this for look sure. at that that's so yeah. good so good and then we also have on um <clears throat> we do a live q a once a month um and on may 27th is our next live q a um and you can submit your questions for that um through facebook or through our website so that we know like what are you guys thinking about what's the tension that you are managing right now or the the sticky point for you right now um so that's going to be as we wrap up the series we're going to go deeper our elder jim comenzo who is a professional therapist is going to be a part of that he's been a huge part of my journey of helping me discover the lies and identify the spiders and killing the spiders and so um, we're gonna we're gonna get busy right because we need we need to live in the fullness of God and the yes. life that Jesus died to give us and so Carlos Amen. thank you for being a part of our journey thank you for um, using your story your brokenness to help bring hope and healing to to the world and so you are welcome thanks for letting me do it yeah, it's an honor to know you and looking forward to what's to come with your new book. So exciting, so exciting. Yes. Freedom. Freedom. Awesome.